0: Indiana Pacers busy again. The deadline isn't until Thursday. What the hell is going to happen tomorrow and Thursday before they finally put this thing to bed? We'll talk about what the Indiana Pacers have decided to do, sending Domas Sabonis to the Sacramento Kings, getting back Tyrese Halliburton. Who is Tyrese Halliburton? You're going to like him a lot. The Colts, Gus Bradley is going to talk to the media tomorrow at noon. We're going to talk about what you're going to hear from Gus Bradley. Indiana takes on Northwestern tonight. I got it as a must-win game for the Hoosiers up in Evanston, and I look for Miller Kopp to return to Evanston with a flourish and hit a bunch of buckets. Now let's go. It's time for Inside Indiana Sports, now, with Ken Sterling. It's Tuesday, February 8th, 2022. We're brought to you by the great people at Johnson's Plumbing. You know what? They do it all from a plumbing perspective. What they've done for us, they installed our garbage disposal. They installed our water heater. They took a look at our sump pump, and they said, hey, sump pump's fine. We thought maybe there was something goofy with it. So they're not going to hook you. You're not going to say, I think this might be broke. And they're going to say, yeah, it's broken. Uh, We better better replace it. It's not going to happen. You can trust Jared Johnson and all the people at Johnson's Plumbing. Wonderful people. Call them today for all your plumbing needs, uh, 765-610-8809. Let's talk about the Indianapolis Colts first. Gus Bradley is going to talk to the media. What we're going to get out of Gus Bradley is a sense of enthusiasm and energy about the defensive product of the Colts and about how he sees this defense And how he's going to utilize their strengths in the scheme that he's going to develop for it. Gus Bradley is known, cover three, right? And we know what that is. It's taking vertically the field into thirds, having corners on either side. their two thirds. And then in the middle, you got a safety and they are responsible for those areas. You got some other people in there too. And then he rushes with four. Covers with linebackers occasionally blitzes never repeat repeats a blitz this is what he's been known for but don't think for a minute that Gus Bradley is married to a specific scheme within that scheme and that it's just going to be my way or the highway and we've got to outfit this roster with guys who can play my style of defense and my scheme it's not going to be that the Colts they wouldn't, they're not going to rebuild the defense to suit the coordinator, and they weren't going to hire a coordinator who would demand that the defense be rebuilt to suit him. Gus Bradley is going to come in with energy. He's going to come in with information. He's going to teach at a really, really high level, and he's going to bring a great staff with him from Las Vegas. I've told you the last two days, I've said, do not be surprised if something's going to happen. What does that usually mean? Well, what it always means is that that is what's going to happen. They're going to, Rob Marinelli, Knockwood is going to be the D-line coach, right? Smith, they're going to bring in those guys from Vegas who did a really nice job with that defense, getting a defense that was undermanned in a position to make the playoffs. Great hire for the Colts. Gus Bradley is going to begin to show why it was a great hire tomorrow as he talks to the media. All right, let's talk about the Pacers. The Pacers busy. Found out just before 2 o'clock today, right? The Wojba, bloom. Wow, what a trade. A lot of people thought that Domas Sabonis might be on his way out, might be on his way to Sacramento, but nobody thought that Tyrese Halliburton was going to be the guy who comes back to the Pacers. Tyrese Halliburton is a potential all-star level point guard for Sacramento in his second year out of Iowa State. He's going to turn 21, kind of, or 22, kind of, at the end of February because he was born on Leap Day. Little known fact about Tyrese Halliburton, born on Leap Day in the year 2000. So he's going to turn to uh, uh, 22. However, he's really turning one two three four five. He's uh, five and a half in terms of like celebrating an actual birthday. At any rate, really really good uh, basketball player who this year has shown tremendous growth uh, with the Kings. He's averaging 14.3 point points per game, uh, 3.9 rebounds, seven point for assists, almost two steals. Really, really good getting to where he can be counted on to do a lot of good stuff. He hits over 40% from beyond the arc. So this is a guy uh, who has taken 12th in the 2020 draft. So you've got Halliburton at the point. You've got Brogdon off the ball. You've got Duarte off the ball. You've got Isaiah Jackson. You've got Gogo Batonza. I don't know whether that's the way it's going to stand. There's going to be more to come because right now the Pacers are at the luxury tax level that is not going to be maintained. They are going to get under the luxury tax level. That, according to Spot Track, uh, Pacers are, are not going to pay into the luxury tax. They're going to be one of the teams that gets the luxury tax money paid to them as they are every single year because, hey, who doesn't love to go to the mailbox and get a big, giant ass check from the NBA, right? Hey, the luxury tax checks here. You know, Herb Simon's there and Steve's there and all the size. Cindy, let's open it up. Woo! This year we got $22 million. Woo! That's what happens when you get your luxury tax check. I don't think so. I don't think it's like the publisher's clearinghouse where you get one of those big, giant Ed McMahon checks. I believe it's direct deposited into your account. I wish there was a novelty check presentation, but that would make the Simons look greedy. Nobody wants to look greedy. So they just like quietly, they deposit it in the account, that eight-figure bounty every single year. And then the Simons, woo, (laughs) they get happy. And they should. There's nothing wrong with that. Uh, Tyrese so here's the real, we'll get to the nuts and bolts of the trade. You've got Sabonis, Jeremy Lamb, and Justin Holliday. And I hate to see Justin Holliday get traded. Really, really interesting guy. A great guy to have a conversation with. Wonderful. Not an interview, right, per se, with with Justin Holliday. They're conversations with Justin Holliday. And you listen to the answer, and you ask a follow-up, and he comes with a great answer. He's just fantastic to talk to. He's going to be missed in that regard, and he can shoot. But what... The uh, Pacers get back is Buddy Heald along with Tyrese Halliburton and they get Tristan Thompson. Tristan Thompson, get this, I thought dude was like 36, 37 years old. He's only 30. Now, he hadn't played since January 9th and he is not a long term type acquisition, I don't think, for the Pacers. And he may only be a Pacer for a day before he goes someplace else because he's on an expiring contract, and that's valuable for for teams who are maybe over the cap. Pacers understand that value. They can move that and get a draft pick or something. Pacers aren't nearly done. This is really kind of fun. Pacers haven't been this active at the trade deadline in my memory. My, my Pacers memory of uh, the deadline day is when They tried to acquire O.J. Mayo, and the story was that they sent the facts a minute late. And so the deal was not approved by the NBA. I never bought that. I I think they got buyer's remorse correctly and realized that O.J. Mayo was not the kind of guy that they wanted on this franchise. Absolutely right. We'll just leave it at that. Not the kind of guy you wanted here that was proven as he moved on and moved out. And now or he's playing in China or some damn thing. Anyway, this is really kind of fun. Is Miles Turner going to be gone? We'll see. He's $18 million a year. Moving that deal in order to get some more chips to play with for the NBA draft would be an unbelievable bounty. Right now, like it, Pacers have the fifth worst record in the NBA. They're not going to get better, Right. You're not going to bring in Buddy Heald and Tyrese Halliburton for Domas Sabonis, Jeremy Lamb, and we won't even count Thompson, and, and Justin Holliday and get better as a team. So this is a team that is in the process of kind of tanking over these last 30 games or 29 games, whatever it is, and improving their draft lottery stock. So they're going to have a draft pick at the top end of the lottery, They've got the Cleveland Cavaliers pick that's going to likely be in the early 20s, somewhere between 20 and 24. They've got what will be maybe the 33rd pick in the draft, the Houston Rockets second-rounder, that you might be able to pair up with the Cavaliers pick and move toward the back end of the lottery, Maybe able to get more draft stuff, more chips to play, Uh, By dealing somebody like Miles Turner or somebody else on the roster, I don't think anybody's untouchable for the Pacers. So why not deal them? This is what I'm talking about. This is what we need. The Pacers have not done this ever. They're taking a shot. Good, because I think Duarte and Jackson and Batadza. Don't sleep on Batadza. Halliburton. Healed, I think that they could play good basketball for a bit. Brogdon coming on board, you get a top end of the lottery type guy to come in with Duarte and Halliburton and Jackson, and that could be the nucleus of a hell of a good basketball team. I'm digging it. Kevin Pritchard doing work for the Pacers. I love it. Let's move, move some pieces and figure out how to win at a high level because the Pacers haven't been able to do that in forever. Right? Been a long time. What was it? 2014? The last time they were really competitive in the postseason? It's been a while. That's been eight years. Man, start to make you feel a little bit older. Right? Eight years. It feels like yesterday that we were at, hey, Mike Woodson was the coach of the Knicks when the Pacers beat the Knicks, and D.J. Augustine went off in that one game. You knew you were going to get that game out of D.J. Augustine. The Pacers did. They vanquish the Knicks, led by Mike Woodson. So Mike Woodson, tonight, leading the Indiana Hoosiers in Evanston, Indiana, taking on the Wildcats of Northwestern. Miller Kopp is going to go Drano, 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 Drano. He's going to hit at least four threes. At least. Tonight, Indiana gets the win against Northwestern because what Indiana does, under Mike Woodson, is they don't lose more than one in a row. They haven't lost two in a row yet, and what they've done really since about the first of the year is they win two, they lose one, win two, they lose one, win two, they lose one. It's their turn to win two. Got to win tonight at Northwestern, and then they play at Michigan State. That's going to be a little bit taller order, but I think they win tonight. I think it's a good matchup. You put Xavier Johnson against Boo Booey, I think you've got a positive matchup for the Hoosiers. You put Trace Jackson Davis on a guy like Pete Nance and vice versa, I think that is advantage Trace Jackson Davis. So this, in a situation like Indiana had against Illinois, where where they got an advantage in that game, right? You start to look and you say, my God, how do we win? How do we compete? Right, 7457 seemed about right after the performances of Illinois and Kofi Coburn, Trent Frazier, right? And then uh, Curbelo, who really didn't play terribly well uh, against Indiana. And then Indiana with Xavier Johnson and Trace Jackson Davis constantly banging into the immovable object that was Kofi Coburn. Tonight, not so much. Tonight, I think Indiana gets well because this is a positive matchup. I think Indiana wins this game outright. Purdue, Illinois, sadly, is simultaneous to the Indiana game. And for people who don't like a late night This drives me nuts. The 9 o'clock games don't start at 9 o'clock. They start at like 9.17. So the games go on until about 11.30. What are we doing? People got to get up. How about school children? Who's thinking about the kids who want to watch this game? And then tonight, also, you've got Butler at Creighton. And also, at 7.30, you got the Pacers, what's left of them, taking on the Atlanta Hawks. This is a huge night of ball in the Circle City, and I think, I don't think Butler's going to beat Creighton. I think Purdue beats Illinois. I think Indiana beats Northwestern. And I think somehow, someway, the Indiana Pacers vanquish the Atlanta Hawks. I think whoever's in Atlanta and wearing a Pacers jersey, they're going to ball out. They, uh, they're going to say, you know what? Our time on this team and on this planet is finite, and tonight... We show ourselves our true colors. We show ah, Hey! Storm the castle! That's what's gonna happen tonight for the Pacers. I think they get the win against the Atlanta Hawks. We will talk about it tonight. After the Indiana game, the instant post-game is gonna be massive. I can't wait to talk to you then. If the Pacers make a deal, we'll talk about that tonight too. And they could.